morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, wives, good morning. I think I saw a new face this morning. Um, let me see if I can chalk you down. Good morning, Priscilla. Um, I think I saw a new face this morning. <clears throat> All right, let me see who that was. Miss Miranda, welcome to Wives Who War. Uh, today is our thing for Thursday. Y'all, allergies is whooping my tail, Let's jump in. Uh, <clears throat> it's a struggle though, I'm not gonna lie. Allergies, allergies, allergies are bad. And they said that this is going to be the worst year for them. Um, I don't know who all lives on the East Coast, but I know I got a few East Coast people that are on the live, whether you're listening now or going to listen to the playback, listen, fasten your seatbelt because we are working on <clears throat> wives who wore East Coast. Thank you all for your prayers. Wives who wore East Coast. It's coming, and I'm super excited how God did it and how quickly he did it. Um, Wives Who Wore West Coast is established. Wives Who Wore East Coast is um, in its infant, infant, infancy, um, and we believe, God, that it will take off and soar. Um, it's bigger than me, but it's about saving and empowering, equipping, and teaching wives to fight and not flight. Um, so, Father God, we thank and praise you. We magnify you. We glorify your name on this thankful Thursday. We thank you for what you represent. We thank you for how you show up. We thank you for the power and the delivery behind it. We thank you for your keeping hand, your hand of protection, for how you watch over us day in and day out when we're traveling on the highways and the byways, God, for when we're out shopping in stores, you're there watching over us, keeping us from all hurt, harm, and danger. And for that, Lord God, we say thank you. God, with today being Thankful Thursday, we must find contentment. We must find contentment. So God, that's what we're going to deal with on today. Ecclesiastes 6 and 9 from the Good News Translation says, 
it is better to be satisfied with what you have than to always be wanting, than to be always wanting, excuse me, something else. Let me re read it again. It is better to be satisfied with what you have than to be always wanting something else. Ecclesiastes 6 and 9 from the Good News Translation. Instead of being regretful, you should be grateful. Instead of complaining, you should remember that everything is a gift from God. Everything. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 7 through 8, isn't everything you have and everything you are sheer gifts from God? So what's the point of all this comparing and competing? You already have all you need. That's from the Message Bible. So why are you over there sitting around comparing and competing? Isn't everything you have and everything you are sheer gifts from God? Envy always asks, why them? Why does he have better health? Why does she have a job and a husband? And I have neither. Envy says, why, does there, why do they have such a beautiful house when all we have is a two-bedroom apartment? Envy says, why am I driving this eight-passenger van when old girl over there is driving a two-seater Mercedes? Gratitude says, why me? Why do I get to drink clean water? when so much of the world doesn't. Why am I not under persecution? Why am I not thrown into prison for my faith? Envy is based on the myth that you must have more in order to be happier. You're not going to be happy with more. It's just a facade. More means I got to manage more, I got to clean up more, I got to pay more. <laughs> That's what more represents for me. Now I can go for some more peace and some more joy and some more love. And don't get me wrong, I want more money. It's just not at the top of my list. Because if I do what I'm commanded to do in the Bible, biblically, God will cause others to give into my bosom that I would not have room enough to receive. So that will come because of obedience. So envy is based on a myth that you must have more in order to be happier. 
but it's just not true. Happiness is a choice. I choose to be happy despite what's going on around me. If you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy with more. I could give many testimonies of people who have a lot more than you and it doesn't make them happier. As a matter of fact, at a, at a, lot, a, a lot of times, they're figuring out how to pay for the more. My mom used to say, we over here robbing Peter to pay Paul or squeezing juice out of a turnip, but there's no juice there. And stop chasing the bag and start chasing after God and the bag might be a byproduct of you chasing after him. I just said to him, to you, when you give unto him, he causes men and women to give into your bosom that you would not have room enough to receive, that there would be a good measure pressing down, shaking together, running over. Stop talking about I'm chasing after the bag. Chasing after the bag will have you live it outside the will of God. If that's all you want is the bag. I don't want just a bag. I want the bag God has for me. And the only way to get the bag that God has for me is to chase after him. So envy is based on the myth that you must have more in order to be happy. But it's just not true. Happiness is a choice. If you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy with more. And again, I could give you testimony after testimony after testimony how a lot of my friends have more and they trying to figure out how to get rid of the more. Why did I buy the more? How am I going to pay for the more? Insurance on the more is killing me verbatim. But no, you want it the more. It doesn't make them happy, nor does it make them happier. You are as happy as you choose to be. Ecclesiastes 6 and 9 says, It is better to be satisfied with what you have than to be always wanting something else. This is called contentment. And all of us need to learn it. Why? Because by nature, no one is contented. It is not natural to be contented, but it is not, it is, it is a mature believer and it is much, it is a spiritual maturity when we attain and become content with what it is God has given us. Babies are discontented. Unless everything is going their way, they're not satisfied. Maturity is learning to be content when things are not going your way. 
it's better to be satisfied with what you have than to always want something more. Listen, envy is not desire. Desire is good. Envy is not ambition. Ambition is good. I'm not telling you not to be ambitious. I'm not telling you not to desire more. You ought to be ambitious and work for good things in your life. Envy is not a dream. You ought to have a dream in your life. And matter of fact, you should pray and ask God to allow you to dream like fools, right? So that you can begin to see everything God has orchestrated for you in your visions and in your dreams. Don't stop dreaming. Just stop envying what somebody else has and be content with what God has given you because everything you are and everything you have is a sheer uh, giving by God. So envy is not a dream. You ought to have a dream for your life. You ought to have dreams and goals for your marriage. You ought to have dreams and goals for your children, your business, whatever it is. Envy is not setting goals, dreams, ambitions. Goals and desires are all things that God puts in us. Envy is resenting other people who have something already and believing the lie that you can't be happy until you get it also. That's what envy is. Instead, learn to be grateful for who you are and what you have. It is a gift from God. He didn't have to give you anything, but he chose to. So God, we thank you for choosing to give us the gifts, the possessions that we currently have because you didn't have to do it, but you did. So what is the secret of being content with what you have? It's learning to give thanks in all things. Paul had, had to learn how to give thanks in every circumstance and he exhorted all believers to do the same. So here I am, Paul, exhorting you to do the same, to give thanks in everything, for it is the will of God. Thankfulness is first of all a matter of obedience. First Thessalonians 5 and 18 and Ephesians 5 and 18. But it also is a characteristic of a spirit-filled believer. Give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God. Then you got to learn to rest in God's provision, his providence. If we truly know God, we know that he is unfolding his agenda and purpose in our lives. Day by day, God reveals a little more about who we are, what our purpose is on this earth and in the earth. 
He has sovereignly determined each part of his plan for us so that we'll be so that we'll be benefited and he'll be glorified. God wants to bless us, but in the blessing, God's got to get the glory. So if it doesn't line up with giving God the glory, then it's not going to benefit us. So when he says no, he's, it, it, it does not glorify him. But when he says yes, he'll get the glory out of the story one way or another. We should not be surprised or ungrateful when we experience trials because we know that God sees perfectly the end result. Thirdly, learn to be satisfied with little. There's a song that talks about little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. Paul had learned to make the choice to be satisfied with little. And he knew it was important for others to learn to make that same choice. Be satisfied with what you have. Because definitely there are others that have less than that. In 1 Timothy 6 and 6, Paul exhorted a young pastor with these words. Now, godliness and contentment is great pain, excuse me, is great gain. Now, godliness and contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. Paul understood that covetousness and contentment are mutually exclusive. Four, learn to live above life's circumstances. That's how Paul lived. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, Paul wrote, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul didn't take pleasure in the pain itself, but in the power of Christ manifested through him in times of infirmity, reproach, persecution, and distress. We should also learn to take pleasure in the power of Christ in times of distress. The fifth secret to contentment is learn to rely on God's power and provision. 
The apostle Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And Jesus said he will never leave us nor forsake us. Like Paul, we can learn to rely on Christ's pr promise. He faithfully infuses every believer with his own strength and sustains them in their time of need until they receive provision from his hand. Any weak people on the line this morning that can say that for God in my weakness, thou may are strong. And finally, become preoccupied with the well-being of others is the final secret to contentment. Be preoccupied with the well-being of others. Take the focus off of you. Paul summarized this mindset in Philippians 2, 3, and 4, where he wrote, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. A self-centered man is a discontented man. A self-centered woman is a discontented woman. But the soul of the generous woman, the woman who lives for the interests and benefits of others will find blessings upon blessing in her life. Yeah, I changed the him to her and I changed the man to woman. Proverbs eleven twenty four through 5, as well as 19 and 17, and Luke 6, 38, and 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. I know that was a lot. But listen, you cannot be self-centered. Because the word of the Lord says, but the soul of the generous man, the soul of the generous woman, the one who lives for the interest and benefit of others, baby, you about to be blessed upon blessed upon blessed. When you sow in the others and when you do for others, and they don't even have to be less fortunate. Standing in the grocery store and somebody says, oh, I got to run to the car because I'm short, you know, a few dollars. If God has given to you, say, oh, don't worry about it. I'll just take care of it. Do you know how long and how far that will go? Pay it forward going through the Starbucks line. I'm not sure what they're going to order in the back, but I got 10 on it.
you see a mother somewhere. I was going to the gym on today, third Tuesday. And a mother was coming out of the gym. Actually, she was coming from out of the parking lot, but she had already been in the gym to re and she went in to retrieve her items. And the little boy was playing in the shrubbery. And she called his name and she said, come get your scooter. And he acted as if he did not hear her. She called him again. And he was taking his sweet old time. So Auntie Denise had was already out the car. 